G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is called Where's the Joy in Lent? And it's part of our Lenten preaching series, Empty and Filled, Discovering the Meaning and Power of Lent. We hope you enjoy this exposition of God's Word. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 4, beginning at the first verse. Glory Glory to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, It says, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Loving Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the time of Lent, and we thank you that in this season there is deep joy. And as we mine it this morning, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to perceive it and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, because uh, Lent is a season of repenting, uh, right off the bat, I'm going to uh, confess that uh, I've committed a sin of plagiarism. Uh, The title for my sermon, Where's the Joy in Lent?, is a riff off a podcast uh, by Gareth Gilkerson and Chris Llewellyn, Um, who are from a band called Wren Collective. Uh, They wrote the song My Lighthouse, if you've ever heard that one. What I love about the podcast is that it searches for the joy in life. 
sometimes in the simplest places. So one of the episodes is called, Where's the Joy in Being Irish? Or, Where's the Joy in Discouragement? Or a podcast which I think was recorded especially for me, Where's the Joy in Being Wrong? So today, as we begin our new preaching series, Empty Field, Discovering the Meaning and Power of Lent, I want to look at Where's the Joy in Lent? And I've written you an acrostic poem. You didn't realize when you came to church this morning that someone had written you an acrostic poem, like a primary school boy. Um, But uh, we're going to go through it, and um, we're going to look for the joy in Lent. First place where we find joy is in loving time with God. As Ken read in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. This is where we get the 40-day span of Lent. And uh, something Zoe didn't point out in the kids' talk is that Sundays are not fast days. They are feast days. So you can break your fast on Sunday because it's the day Jesus rose from the dead. Now, at first glance, this passage seems to be about hunger, temptation, and wilderness. Nothing joyful about that. But if you dig a bit deeper, you'll see that Jesus doesn't go into the wilderness because he enjoys suffering. Instead, he is led into the wilderness. Led by who? By the Holy Spirit. God takes his son into the wilderness for a reason. And the reason is intimacy. Yes, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. But there he was also filled by the Holy Spirit and set on fire by the word of God. Every time old hairy leg Satan tries to tempt Jesus, Jesus comes back at him by quoting scripture. Did you notice that? It's a great battle. Jesus, Jesus quotes scripture, he quotes scripture, he quotes scripture. Even uh, the devil tries to quote scripture back at him and he twists it, but Jesus comes back by showing that he is in relationship with God's word and with God himself. Jesus has three years of ministry ahead of him before his crucifixion. Three years of feeding the hungry, healing the sick, and telling a dying world how to be saved. But before he can do this ministry, he spends time alone with God. And that's why Satan's there. He tries in different ways to undermine Jesus' relationship with the Father. But every time Jesus says, no, I won't split. I love spending time with God. And try as you might, you will not drive a wedge between us. And so friends, this led, I encourage you to enjoy time with God. Perhaps you've been distracted, like me, with all the bad news on TV. Perhaps the turn has been picking up steam and going faster and faster, and you've struggled to find time alone with God. Perhaps Satan has duped you into thinking God isn't there or that God doesn't care. If that's you, friend, I've got joyful news. The Holy Spirit is inviting you into a loving time with God. If you wonder why you're tired, discouraged, stressed, or life just feels yuck, 
The way out is through God. Lent is your time to spend with a God who loves you and wants to strengthen you for life. So don't pass on this invitation today. So we've gone L. What's E? E is all about enjoying God's discipline. The second reason why there's joy in Lent is because of God's discipline. Now the word joy and discipline seem like oxymorons. They don't seem to go together, but they're not. When I was about 14, I was part of a swimming club where we had three swimmers. It was winter, so it was cold, training was lonely, and our coach had lost, had lost interest, so there wasn't much discipline going on. He didn't really care. The club was ready to fold, but then a new coach by the name of Michael Boll came on the scene. He'd had a good track record of taking swimmers to the Olympics. And he wanted to build the club back up. I was so excited in my first week of training with bowling. But soon I had second thoughts. The training was intense. The discipline was absolute. We'd arrive at 5.30am, take off our warm clothes and dive into the freezing cold pool only to train until our lungs were busting and our muscles were aching. The discipline wasn't fun, but it worked. Slowly, the club went from three swimmers to 20 swimmers and was soon the best club in Queensland. It became a joy to wake up in the morning and train as part of a team with discipline. It wasn't always easy, but as we got the most out of ourselves, we learned to enjoy the discipline. Today, St. Peter's Western is the number one ranked club in Australia and probably one of the best clubs in the world. And it has been for quite some time. Following Jesus takes discipline. That's why Christians are called disciples. People who follow the discipline of Jesus. Lent is all about opening ourselves up to God so that he can discipline us and help us grow. And then... God equips us to make more disciples. Paul speaks about God's discipline in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says, Do you not know that in a race all will run is run, but only one runs to get the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last. However, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. Lent is about enjoying spiritual disciplines and keeping God's manifold blessings squarely in our sights like an athlete straining towards their goal. Lent isn't about aimlessly dieting to make my life horrible. It's about bringing your mind, body and spirit under God's control and finding your joy in him. So are you going to let God discipline you this Lent? Perhaps you might take up the challenge to fast a day a week or give up something like alcohol or sweets. 
Perhaps you might take on a Lenten study or commit to giving a certain amount of money away. All to remind yourself that God is the most important reality in your life. Lent is about discovering joy in the fact that God cares about you enough to discipline you and help you grow through the experience. So let's go to M. M is about navigating the wilderness. Now to discipline us, God often takes us into the wilderness. It would be nice if God took us to five-star hotels or all-you-can-eat buffets in order to help us grow. But the things that often grow in those places are credit card debts and waistlines. So the Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. But he's done this all before. All through the Bible, God leads people into the wilderness so that they can spend time with him and he can refine them. Noah spends 40 days and 40 nights in the ark waiting for God's flood to finish. Jacob goes into the wilderness and wrestles with God. Moses meets God in a burning bush in the wilderness. The people of Israel spend 40 years in the wilderness to work out their fears enough to take on the promised land. Ruth goes into the wilderness with Naomi to find her hope in God. Elijah spends 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness waiting on God. God takes Esther through the wilderness, through a wilderness period where she doesn't know whether she'll die or live. And he does this so that she can save her people. Do you notice a theme here? Growing in God is about navigating those wilderness times when nothing is safe or predictable and we can only rely on God. Psalm 91 puts this beautifully. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest on the shadow of the Almighty. In verse 15, the psalm reminds us that God will be with us in trouble, deliver us in trouble, and honor us when we learn to trust in him. Perhaps 2022 seems like a bit of a wilderness for you right now. Not much on the horizon, with, the only uncertainty, with only uncertainty being your only certainty. The joy in Lent is that when we step out into the wilderness and see hardship as a journey with Christ, distractions are removed and we can hear God clearly. God is inviting you into the wilderness with him. You might want to allocate a retreat day um, during this period um, sometime to allow yourself to navigate through the wilderness with God. You might drive out bush. Or you might go and sit under the stars. But whatever you do, do it for God. It's in the wilderness that we find quiet to hear God's voice and clarity enough to listen. So let's go to our tea. Finding the joy in Lent is about loving time with God, enjoying God's discipline, navigating the wilderness, and thanking God for his mercy. Now, 
if all the first three things sound like challenging stuff and they seem beyond you, you're not alone. If you feel like you've already failed at Lent, then join the club. I have too. A danger in seeing Jesus' temptation in the wilderness as something worth following is that we can start to think that salvation depends on us. Lent is not a guilt trip or a way of earning your way into heaven like some sort of religious Olympics. Jesus has passed the test. Jesus has won the prize, so we don't have to. You can't fail at Lent. That's why the passage Tom read so beautifully, Romans 10 verse 4 says, Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. In his temptation and throughout his life, Jesus lived without sin. We can't save ourselves. And the good news is that we don't have to. Jesus has done everything for us. It's not like Jesus passed the test and now we must do the same. Jesus, right standing before God, is passed on to us. His perfect spotless record is passed on to us at the cross. This is the doctrine of imputed righteousness, justification. In asking for God's forgiveness and embracing that forgiveness at Lent, we remind ourselves that we are saved, not by our own goodness, but by God's gracious gift. Romans 10.9, it's worth repeating so many times that you know it by heart. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This isn't a pipe dream, it's a guarantee. We are justified, made just as if we'd never sinned by Jesus. In the wilderness, Jesus defeats Satan and we don't have to. Instead, we get to journey with him through Lent, knowing he's already been there before and knows how to overcome temptation. The reason, reason we repent, the reason, the reason we repent <laughs> during Lent is not to earn God's favour, but in response to God's favour. We walk in Jesus' shoes, doing our best to overcome temptation, knowing we can't fail because Christ's righteousness is ours. Author Alexander Solzhenitsyn says this, The meaning of earthly existence is not as we have grown used to thinking in prosperity, but in development of the soul. Friends, we've got six weeks between now and Easter of intentional time to develop our souls as we prepare them for Easter. So as we begin Lent together, let's commit to finding joy in Lent. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at finding the joy in fasting, in prayer, in repentance, in suffering, in renewal. But for now, let's hear God's call to us today. Let's make time and love our time with God. Let's enjoy his discipline. Let's walk boldly into the wilderness and thank God for his mercy. Where's the joy in Lent? 
It's found in Christ. Amen.